1: Senwa saga hellblade Two. play it now with game pass.
2: Jaron Hall is the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, you heard that right. And I've been celebrating at home for the past couple of hours, and we are here to break it all down for you. It's a very interesting conversation. Why he got the job over Nick Mullins and Josh Dobbs. How does he be able? How is he going to be able to do things differently against the green Bay Packers and why are Packer fans worried about it? We'll talk about it here on The Real Porno Show. Welcome
0: Welcome. to The Real Porno Show. Hosted by Tyler Bornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire, writer for the College Football Network, publisher of Substack Run in Shooter, host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. As well as a founding member of Vikings First and Stone.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Real Forno show on a special day and time. I am your host, Tyler Forno with me as always, top right corner. He is producer Dave. Dave, it's a special episode because I am about to victory lap for the next couple of weeks when Jaron Hall balls out and really makes this quarterback controversy just a little bit more confusing. And it starts on Sunday against the green Bay Packers. Kevin O'Connell made it official earlier this afternoon while I was recording purple daily on draft over at purple daily on their YouTube channel and podcast feed that Jaron Hall would be the starting quarterback. And you know what I did? Yes, I <laughs> did like to a fist pump and celebrated and let me tell you, I'm very excited about this and I should be because I, Am one of the biggest Jaron Hall fans alive, and there are a lot of people on social media like I've been calling for this, dude. I was calling for them to draft him two years ago. Like I'm <laughs> driving with thing, get on! Well, like I, I kid, but in reality, I have been asking for. I've been talking about his NFL potential for a couple of years, ever since I watched the Holy War in September of 2021, and I'm very excited to be able to see what Jaron Hall is going to be able to do. But one of the things that we're going to talk about here is the why behind it. And we're going to talk about what, like this going forward, how it's going to be impactful. And I think we need to start here. The Vikings are still trying to win. And Kevin O'Connell spoke back, I believe, in October about the turnover issues that the team was having. And there were going to be repercussions for turning the ball over. Now, there haven't been a lot of repercussions for turning it over once. But Dobbs got put on a very short leash after he had his four interception game. And he got pulled in the next game. They had a bye week to try and work on things. It's understandable why you would give him that opportunity. Plus, Justin Jefferson returning. It all adds up. Nick Mullins, six interceptions in two games. And he threw four interceptions against the Detroit Lions. Now, you can have the discussion about, well, what are these interceptions? Are they good interceptions? Are they bad interceptions? At the end of the day, the result is what it is. It's a turnover. But the decision and process behind what the throw was... Is just as important, if not more so, than the actual result of the play, and that's how you can kind of project forward what a quarterback's play is going to be. Mullins was making good de- decisions; his arms couldn't catch the check, and that was the problem, and that's why he ended up throwing those interceptions because they were good calls. But you have to be able to execute. He wasn't. Now, Jaron Hall comes in; he played a very similar offense at BYU. Now, one of the interesting things about said offense, it's a college based adaptation of what Kevin O'Connell runs. And being that it's a college based adaptation, you're, you're basically utilizing different spacing rules because of how college defenses play and basically the talent level you're working with. So it's okay that there's a transition period from college to pro because not everything's identical. All right. And because not everything's identical, that's fine. Like it, he's going to take some time. He took some time and he didn't look completely out of place against the Packers. When he came in for Kirk cousins, it obviously wasn't an advantageous situation. He's taking his first snaps blind. He didn't think he'd have to play all of a sudden. Okay. I got to come in and I have to replace Kirk cousins. Who's playing at an MVP caliber level, a little stressful, not to mention doing it at Lambeau field. Da 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 da. Suck pack. Suck. Yeah. that's the only time we'll do that here on this show today. But that all matters. So he had a full week to practice, and then he goes to the Atlanta Falcons, and he plays pretty well. He hits Alexander Madison on that forty-seven-yard wheel route up up the sideline, and he looks comfortable. Now he suffers the concussion, and he hasn't been able to get back in the game since. Took him two weeks to heal from the concussion, and now he's back. He's ready to rock and roll. And he faces a green Bay Packers team that I believe is 30th in total defense. It is not good. And I'm very curious to see what this is going to look like, but because of the background he has. And if you scroll on my Twitter profile at the real Forno, you'll be able to see an article that I shared um, titled, um, what are the Vikings getting in Jaron hall? And I wrote that back in may after he was drafted, just breaking down, some of his film at BYU and talking about some of the things that you're going to look for at the next level and you're going to be able to see translate and it'll give you a good synopsis of what he's going to be and I'm really excited to kind of see how that manifests itself here in the National Football League because of how different like it's just different in uh the NFL versus college I want to see how that continues to grow Dave let's bring you in here I've been going on for what feels like 45 minutes because I am just so, so, so excited. What were your initial thoughts on Jaron Hall getting the start over Nick Mullins here this upcoming Sunday?
0: One, it's what I wanted, but sort of didn't expect. I figured they were going to stick with Mullins because Mullins does what Kevin O'Connell wants. My question is, how much of fan pressure and fans calling for this, because they have been doing that across YouTube for a while now, how much did that play into the decision? Did somebody from on high that watches all of this, hears about all of this, come down and say, KOC, I know you're bordering or teetering on this decision. Go with Hall. Could that have happened?
2: Possibly. Um, The interesting thing about kind of uh, um, looking at the whole decision, Dave, is one thing that we've talked about consistently is the fact that the Vikings are going to try and win, 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 win. They're going to try and win now. I, I think after that performance, you can argue that Hall is the best opportunity to win now. And I was not saying that going into the Lions game. I, I believe that Mullins was the best op- best chance to win. I didn't think there was an argument for it to be Hall over Mullins for that reason. I think after the four interception game and seven turnover-worthy plays, regardless of him making good decisions or not, the results of those decisions do end up mattering here in this context. You can't turn the ball over that many times. You just can't. And if you're not able to cash those checks, doesn't matter how good of a decision-maker you are. You know what? Dave, you or I could be at quarterback and we could see Justin Jefferson open 20 yards down the field. Are you or I going to be able to complete that pass? <laughs> not now. <laughs> no. 20 years ago, baby, but not now. We're not going to be able to complete that pass. And you like know 30 what? Years ago. That's the difference between us and a starting NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's not always about your decision-making. It's about being able to cash those checks. And now, because of that, you can argue that Hall is the best opportunity to win now. And because well, you have that at well, element... Take-
0: Take the cynic in me. I uh, none of the none of your logic is wrong. I think it's a hundred percent. But I also see as trying to keep my pulse on the fan base, right? Like I do. I also see how many people were excited to go to the game on Sunday night, New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. If Collins was starting.
2: And you know what? That's important because... Whereas Jaron Hall, now there's
0: excitement. Yeah. I can't... Look... Daughter Katie was like, oh, wow, this is going to be good. Now you want to watch. We would have watched anyways. We're Vikings fans. But now there's an excitement building into this game. Throw in the fact that Green Bay has its issues. And it's like, oh, this could be fun.
2: Yeah. And you know what? It really can be fun. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to watch Darren Hall. I'm thrilled that I'm going to eventually be able to victory lap it. You know why I'm going to be able to victory lap it. I think he's going to dominate and let's transition over to not why he's starting. We've kind of already established why he's starting, but it's also the context of surrounding everything. So you're going up against a defense that you should be able to take advantage of the green Bay Packers. Um, I believe they're the 30th ranked defense in the national football league. Joe Barry stinks as a play caller and as a defensive coordinator. It is a Vic Fangio style scheme, which everybody from the Shanahan McVay tree loves. They absolutely love the defense. You know why they love the defense? Because they can't figure it out. Problem is everybody else can figure it out. And it it's an easy defense to run when you have the dudes to do it. The Packers don't have the dudes to do it. And the Vikings can match up with them on the front they can block everybody in front of them. Now, Kenny Clark will give you a few here and there. Same with, same with Rashawn Gary. Preston Smith's all right as well. But you don't have a good linebacker room. And now your courtroom's even more decimated. Jair Alexander got suspended for being a bozo. So not only does Jair Alexander talk a lot of shit, he talked a lot of shit last year before the game at Lambeau Field. It's like, oh, I shut down Justin Jefferson. No, you didn't. You had safety help so you could be an aggressive little prick. If you don't have that help, you get torched just like you did at US Bank Stadium in week one of 2022. So he's not going to play. Now you don't have TJ Hawkinson, but Jordan Addison was improved to being a limited participant in practice. There's a real chance he can play. If he does, Hall's going to have a capable offensive line, two really good receivers, and okay tight ends. I think that's good enough to be able to attack and thrive against this defense and a full week of practice as the guy is also important because that full week of practice will give you the reps. It will give you the ability to work with these guys and keep developing that chemistry stuff. He's already done so far throughout the course of training camp, you know, being the second quarterback and having that full week of practice leading up to the Falcons game. Now this is all positive. And I really believe that It can be a good thing, but we also have to look at the realism behind it. Dave, there's a real chance that this game stinks and Jaron hall just does not play well. And I, we have to acknowledge that it's, I'm going to talk a lot of positive because I truly believe in Jaron hall. And if he ends up being a franchise quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be one of the few that wasn't surprised because I think he has that ability in him with his leadership, with his skill set. And with the fact that he's transitioning from uh, college football to, in my opinion, the perfect situation for him, Minnesota Vikings, looking at all of those things, there's still a real chance that Hall stinks. So how are the Vikings going to be able to attack this defense? We took it all. We brought them to our land.
0: An endless night, ember, hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did
1: and in the end what will I become Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2 play it now with Game Pass it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.
2: You're going to want to pepper Justin Jefferson. You're going to want to give him opportunities to catch the ball. And you know what? I would give him manufactured touches couple tunnel screens a jet sweep a, a push pass which is basically a jet sweep in itself it's just not a running play it's a passing play you know the pop pass where you catch the ball and you're just like <whistles> done that that's a pass get jaron hall comfortable get him on those little play action boots that Kirk cousins likes to do with the tight end leaking the flat i think that was the first play against the lions where josh oliver ended up getting like 30 yards do that stuff get him comfortable get him into a rhythm Try to establish the run a little bit and let's kind of see what happens. I'm going to go in with an open mind. I really believe Jaron Hall is going to be really good and you're going to be able to take things not to the next level, but keep things at the level they're at and not turn the ball over. And if you're able to do that, then we can have a conversation next season about Hall potentially being the guy. And here's what I mean by the guy. You have him battle to be the starting quarterback. You bring in maybe a first or second round player. And when you bring in that first or second round player, uh, then you can have that conversation of is Hall the guy. I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's not a, I I think you're going to have that conversation where it's, he could be. And I think you should still get a guy. You should bring in a veteran. Um, You do have a veteran in Nick Mullins, but having all those conversations, I think, matters. And Hall could be that player for you. Could he be Dak Prescott? Maybe. I think there's about a 5% chance he's a player like Dak Prescott. Guy who's drafted uh, on day three and ends up being a really, really good football player. I don't know if he's going to be, but I think we need to keep that in the back of our heads that he could be. And I'm really excited.
0: And as Mary says, we have nothing to lose.
2: Yeah. And and that's the thing. I don't think this is a instance where you start him because the season is over. You're starting him because you're still trying to win games. But in, at the same time, you're also looking at the future. And Jaron Hall is going to be a part of your future in some way. It Whether that be continues to be your developmental guy or, hey, maybe this guy could be our starter next year. Or anywhere in between. The only way he's not on the team next year is he's just such an adjunct disaster. He Kellen Mons the bit. And we've and we seen, seen it. That. Yeah,
0: we haven't seen that yet.
2: We've seen or heard nothing so far that suggests that. Um, go check out West Phillips' comments yesterday when he was asked about Jaron Hall's development. And he gave a, a really detailed, well thought out answer that you just don't get from uh, co- coaches. You just don't. Because they, they want to keep everything close to the vest. They want to not give up a lot of information. And you know what? I think it's really cool that he's like, yeah, he's done a lot of good things, but there's still a lot that we don't know because he hasn't been in situations where we can see how he reacts and how he handles pressure, how he handles adversity. And you know what? That's 100% fair. And it, some people are like, oh, it's an indoctrination on him. Like they hate him, he's not going to be anything. No, they just don't know because nobody knows because literally nobody has seen it. We've seen that type of adversity at BYU. It's different in the NFL because when you're playing at a school like BYU, they produce a lot of NFL talent. You're maybe going to see about eight to 10 NFL guys, NFL guys on the field at a single time in the NFL. It's 22. It's a significant talent gap. So how is he going to handle that anniversary or that adversary, not anniversary at this level? (laughs) How is he going to figure these things out? How is he going to string plays together? How is he going to continue to read defenses? How is he going to grow and adapt when they start to get film on him? How is he going to adjust? Those are the things I'm going to be looking for the most because they're the most tangible things about for me about being able to project forward. I want to try and project this forward. And that's what looking at the film and watching the game on Sunday is going to be about what is Hall going to be moving forward. And the Vikings have a chance still to win both of these games. There's a chance the Lions have nothing to play for, but there's also a chance that they are playing for the number one seed because the 49ers did lose last week against the Baltimore Ravens, who, in my opinion, have the MVP of the league of Mark Jackson. I don't give a shit what EPA says. Watch the games. Please watch the games. Um, And they have one of the best defenses in the league as well. That team is, in my opinion, probably going get, to get the Super Bowl. But you also have to play the games because they could lose in their first playoff game. And that'd be it. Because you got to play the games. And the season's not over for the Vikings. A lot of weird things have happened. I am really excited to kind of see how this manifests. And we wanted to just bring you this quick show to kind of talk Real fast about Jaron Hall, the starting opportunity, and give you a synopsis of what to look for against the Green Bay Packers. And you know what? It's exciting because there's a young quarterback with an uncertain future, something we haven't had here in a long time. Teddy Bridgewater was that last guy. Now we have it with Jaron Hall, Possibly. and get excited. <laughs> Let's well, get it. He, he's an unknown commodity at quarterback and. Right. I think that's that's an exciting thing. Now and it I could hope, be bad, and it's I hope he
0: stomps the shit out of the Packers on Sunday.
2: Yes, I do too. I do too. With Light that, him up. four thank touchdowns, you. baby. There we go. Spread out. I already him have him in my dynasty league just in case he hits. Because you know what? If he hits, it's it's he's a free he's a free asset. So, um, thank you guys very much for joining us on the special episode. When stuff happens, we're going to continue to do this, including NFL Draft stuff. So make sure you like, subscribe, ring the notification bell so you know when we are going to go live. Because sometimes we'll do it at a moment's notice. We'll do it with almost no notice. Sometimes you'll have a little bit of notice, but you're going to want to have that bell on so you can jump on and listen right away. Or you know what? If you aren't able to listen right away, you're going to see that bell. Oh, on the drive home, I'm going to turn that on and make sure that I am all caught up. So you'll want to make sure you do that. Don't forget two old bloggers going to be breaking a lot more of this down on Saturday at four o'clock. Make sure you also check out the podcast feed for special stuff, including Justin, who is in the chat right now. Purple and gold for days. It's going to be on tonight. Yes, sir. I'm Tyler. He's Dave. Thank you very much for listening and watching and skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Let's beat
0: those Packers. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show.
1: We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: This has been a Vikings First and Skull
2: production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.